Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Thank you for joining us for this half hour. Now, Let's Talk. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan, so nice to have you here today. Just after 11 o'clock, and that means uh, it's time for our 30-minute chat with Concordia, Concordia Visiting Nurses and Dino Capistrani. We're going to be talking about the spiritual care program in just a second. But before we do that, let me give you your reminders, okay? So you have your mobile device in that Play Store. You have a free download for WISR 680 AM. You can do that off your Android or iPhone device, and then you can be mobile with us. The other thing is you can listen to us on online at WISR 680 AM. That's our live stream. If you hear what we're talking about today, and you're like me, I didn't get my pencil and paper out and didn't write down everything, you can hear this segment again. We will post it on the podcast for the day, and you just look for Concordia under programs in that menu bar, and you're all set and ready to go. The Spiritual Care Program with Dino Capistrani and, of course, Concordia Visiting Nurses. How are you doing, Dino? It's always nice to have you. Of course. It's just really great to be with you. So we are talking about a particular program that we really haven't touched much on, mm. and it's the Spiritual Care Program. And, and first of all, cover the fact that you are a faith-based organization. We are. You know, what, you know, our ministry is based upon the teachings of Jesus Christ. We've been around for 130 years. We are a faith-based organization. However... You know, by accepting federal funds through either Medicaid or Medicare and other managed care, we cannot preclude anybody or any religion. And, of course, that's in our non-discrimination statement. However, though, we feel that that portion, if you will, on spiritual care has been a staple on helping people get beyond whatever infirmities or whatever illnesses. We came and developed, through Concordia Visiting Nurses, a very specialized program that can help out. You know, Tracy, our position line, if you will, we put our faith in caring. So really to us, providing compassionate care is, is really more than just a job. It's an important part of our mission. And so that's following through now into home care. So this is very unique, and not too many home health care providers do this, let alone not too many faith-based home health care providers do this and Concordia does. And that wraps in well, the the line, the tag that you have with put, uh, we put our faith in caring, because that's what Concordia is about. Exactly. You, you know what? And it's almost a play on words in a sense here. We put our faith in caring. That's the faith that we hold as a faith-based organization. But we also put our human faith in the care of others. And so consequently, both of those meanings, if you will, fall very closely into this spiritual care program done uh, through Concordia Visiting Nurses, because our job is to get to people's homes. You know, typically, you know, a spiritual care program is very easy to understand when you are in a facility. You have a chaplain, you have residents who live in rooms, and so it's easy for those chaplains to just simply pop in and say, "Hi, Mrs. Smith. How, Mr. Smith? How are you doing? Are there any per concerns? How are you? Are you okay?" But much different in ours, and also too, we're very much bound by the licensure to be able to go ahead and provide home health care. So it's a unique program that we were able to overcome and do very well at. Yeah, explain that a little bit because you do have to have a license, and mm -hmm. in your license, as you're explaining, that that's a part of um, how you're able to do this program. So how can you do the program when you're regulated by certain things with that license? Well, one of the things that's important for home health care is that you cannot simply call up and say, you know, I kind of need a nurse today. I don't feel very well, or I need a therapist. No, you actually have to have an order from a physician stating that you're homebound and that you have these infirmities 
disease or these illnesses that need to be taken care of at home. Well, the same thing holds true with our spiritual care program. We must receive an order from a physician to provide you with spiritual care. Now, many people sit back and say, my goodness, we have so many different doctors. We have so many doctors of different religions. We even have some doctors who have no faith at all. But what they have all done is they've understood the advantage of that spiritual care for those who want that as part of their total healing. So when we went through the licensure, we were required to do that. We ask physicians when a client requests a spiritual care counselor to come in, and it works. And uh, surprisingly for us, we're very pleased that it's worked, and uh, it continues to grow from that. And I hope you explain that a little bit more. I've been a Christian all my life, but to me, not knowing your program, it sounds kind of odd that you would need a script in order to have that kind of service. And you know, when we first got that notification from the state in regards to our licensure, we sat back and said the same thing. My goodness, how to get an order? Because the order was initiated by um, the licensure, initiated by the physician, and we're bound by providing that care, whether it is therapy care, whether it is nursing care, spiritual care is care. And so because we're working under that license, we have to oblige by the licensure. So essentially, we need to receive an order from the physician. But the great thing about it, Tracy, is that it works. Um, The physicians um, of all faiths, as I mentioned, really go ahead and understand how some patients may capture their spiritual roots, which can help them find hope and meaning as they struggle in their response to their illness. Somebody may be diagnosed with a serious illness that they may never have had before. They had this new terminal illness, and they may be on palliative care, which is a, a care that we provide for those who have a serious illness. And their world is a little jarred, and let's suppose that they have not been close to their parish, their church, their congregation, their synagogue or any other place, and it's important for them to now go ahead and do so. This program is able to go ahead and help them ease their peace and their inner understanding, and physicians understand that because they realize that we can provide them hands-on care, but if they're not at peace and in the right frame of mind to be able to go ahead and work towards healing, that it becomes difficult for them to go ahead and do so. And we've always received a appreciative and a supportive support from the physicians. And consequently, we get the orders for spiritual care when requested by the patient. And I appreciate you taking the few minutes to talk with us about this and explain it. Can I ask this question? Because what if I'm already at Concordia and I would like this service? Do I ask my nurse or do I ask the doctor first? What's the process to begin spiritual care service with Concordia Lutheran Ministries and Concordia Visiting Nurses? Well, let's go ahead and place a scenario in here. You've just been discharged with the hospital. Mm-hmm. You have a relatively serious illness. You've got young boys at home, you have a career, you're not a person of 80, 90 years of age, and you're concerned about this. And of course, you have not been at your um, place of worship in months 
potentially years. But yet you're concerned right now. And of course, you know, your husband is concerned for you. So if our startup care nurse comes to your house and begins the care for you, that nurse may potentially say, you know, Tracy, are you interested in having a visit from our spiritual care counselor? We're not going to baptize you in Lutheranism. We're not going to convert you. Uh, we just want to know if it would be comforting for you to have a visit. And what you do is you simply say, you know, yeah, that's not a bad idea. And what happens at that point there is that we contact the physician asking for the order because the client has requested a visit from our spiritual care counselor. And at that point there, the process begins. And uh, our spiritual care counselor, our pastor, if you will, comes to your house and just has a chat with you and talks to you about your ailment, um, your concerns. And if by chance you haven't been visiting your congregation, and let's again suppose that you're not a member of the Lutheran Church, as Concordia is a faith-based Lutheran organization, our job is to reconnect you to your pastor and your church so that you can have ongoing spiritual care as you ride through this illness. And so that's typically how it can work out. And uh, that startup care nurse would be one uh, that you can talk to. If you're under care right now with Concordia Visiting Nurses and you may have a need to have a conversation with our spiritual care counselors, talk to your nurse, ask it for a visit by a spiritual care counselor and done under the strictest of confidence, under the management of our entire chaplaincy team, and it's done in the best way that can be helpful to the client. So let's say somebody's listening right now and, and they are not a part of Concordia at this time. Can they go to their PCP and just generally say, I heard them talking about this on the radio can I get a script? Will the doctor know what that is about? Probably not, Tracy. Okay. What happens in this particular case here is if you're under our care already mm -hmm. for a homebound situation because of a discharge from the hospital that you need home health care, this is part of the services that we provide based upon that original order that comes from the physician. We cannot separate out spiritual care as anything but just that. It is part of the services involved. For instance, you're discharged from the hospital and the startup care nurse comes to your house and realizes that it's kind of tough for you to get around your house. And so consequently, that nurse may contact your physician and say, I think Tracy needs an occupational therapist to help her to get to the bathroom, to get to the kitchen, to get around the house. And in that case, we'd get an order for that. Same thing holds true with this. That nurse may say, you know, we've Tracy's struggling here. She's concerned about her future. She has shared a desire of having a visit from our spiritual care counselors. Um, Dr. May we get an order for this? And that's how it essentially works. Now you've been around for 130 years? 130 plus oh, years. Yeah. Long um, time. Yeah. And so have you been doing this the whole entire way through with the sp spiritual care? And then my follow-up question is going to be, did you always have to have a script? No, we haven't. As, as uh, you know, Concordia Visiting Nurses started back in 1997, and our spiritual care program is just uh, a little bit over six years. What has occurred was our senior leadership in home health care realized 
realize that this has been an important part of Concordia Lutheran Ministries. It's who we've been and how we've been able to take care of people for more than 130 years. And we uh, pondered over, how can we go ahead and provide this to those who are out in the home? In hospice care, it's a little bit more understanding because people are um, nearing the end of their life, if you will, based upon the diagnosis. But in many cases, those in home health care are not at the end of their life, but still are in need. And so as we work through, uh, through this program, we developed it. We partnered very closely with our chaplaincy in the facilities who are used to doing this. And then, of course, we had to go ahead and work with the state to make sure that we are in concert with our license to be able to do this. So it's a relatively new program in the home, but yet under the six years we've been doing it, it has matured, and uh, that's why we're here today talking about it. So Dino, and Dino Capistrani, of course, is from Concordia Visiting Nurses and Concordia itself, talking about the spiritual care program, which, yes, uh, Concordia is a faith-based organization, but Mm -hmm. they have this specific care program um, that we are talking about. And so, Dino, let me ask you this, because when you talk about getting mm-hmm. a script for any other health care, right. you know, usually you have a time limit on that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's once a week, once a day, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the script would be. Does that have any connection with the spiritual care program? Do you only have two or three visits? Do you have a month worth? I mean, how does that work? Well, what works in this particular case here is that the spiritual care counselor is very much like any one of our clinicians. They are obligated to document their visits, their 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 requirements, Required to document the things that are needed to be done under that particular order. Again, that order from the physician is based upon taking care of your ailment from being discharged from the hospital, so our team of clinicians handle that. But if a request has come through and the client says, you know, I just really need to speak to a spiritual counselor, the counselor actually documents this on our electronic medical records because the state wants to know, are we doing everything proper within our licensure? And of course, the physician needs to know that as well. They need to know, were you able to go ahead and ease the inner peace of that of that client so that they can continue on to their progress. So in a sense, it's very much like what happens when our clinicians document their progress. And of course, it is based upon the original diagnosis that the episode stands for. So let's suppose for 12 weeks, you're under the care of home health care. Within that 12 weeks is when we go ahead and provide Uh, spiritual care. It's not the primary source of care. It's ancillary care that's done within that original order. Let me go back to the point that you made about a lot of people having different beliefs, maybe different denominations. And how does a spiritual caregiver come into a home and, and not force some kind of belief on somebody? Absolutely. You know, it's a very careful balance, and our spiritual care counselors are very much skilled at this in here. And in a future show, I'm having one of them uh, come and join me to talk more specifically about that. But in this particular case, let's suppose that the religion of the client is not that of the Christian faith, and that person still has the same concerns about their health and the same concerns about their future and their eternity and all those type of things. Our goal is not to go ahead and convert them to Christianity or to convert them or baptize them in Lutheranism. Our goal is to help them reconnect. So if by chance they have not reconnected for uh, with their synagogue, let's suppose they are of the Jewish faith, we will work with the local rabbis to be able to go ahead and help connect them. We will talk to them through uh, some of the concerns that they 
have, and then pass that information on to their spiritual leader so that they can continue to work with the program. And we feel that that is a great handoff, a baton, if you will, to be able to continue to help this person deal with their faith. If they're a person of no faith, then they won't potentially have a need. But if they do, then of course our counselors are gifted and skilled to be able to talk about their feelings. How are they feeling about this illness? What are their worries? Are they worried about their their children or their family or other things? And other resources can be brought into play, such as social workers and and other things. Let me ask you this. Do you ever have anyone concerned that they may like to be a part of Concordia, have a Concordia visiting nurse visit them, but yet they don't have a faith? Does that ever come up with uh, individuals who are in contact with Concordia? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I was talking to our, actually I had lunch with our spiritual care counselor here in the Cabot office, and he shared with me a really neat story that a gentleman had asked for spiritual care, person was of no faith, uh, was diagnosed with a pretty serious illness, a terminal illness potentially, and as the discussion, asked for a spiritual care visit, more or less just to have someone to talk to. And the spiritual care counselor and this individual um, struck up a relationship with each other. And at that point there, uh, the individual wanted to know more about the Christian faith. And of course, because that invitation was offered by the client, our spiritual care counselor went ahead and helped them out through that. But at times, if the person wants to connect with their own faith, or if they have no faith but just need some reassurance that things are okay, they can still talk to our spiritual care counselors. They have to be very careful. They cannot push a particular belief. They have to be very sensitive because, number one, it's the right thing to do. But number two, we're obligated by our license that is provided by the state. And Dino, I know you're focusing on this, uh, the spiritual care program. I'm going to make a left-hand turn just for this question for a little bit, because again, what if people are listening and they want to maybe live in the assisted living part of of Concordia, excuse me, and so maybe they're thinking, well, I'm Catholic or I'm Methodist Mm -hmm. or I'm of no faith. Can I still get into Concordia? Absolutely. You know, it's very important to keep in mind here that Concordia, being our governance, is supported by the 37 Lutheran Church Missouri Synod congregation in Pittsburgh, doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a Lutheran to go in there. What our chaplains are blessed and skilled at is to be able to provide uh, spiritual care at the facilities based upon the needs. We have many local Catholic priests who come in and minister to their members. We have other Protestant denominations who come in and help uh, minister to their um, congregants, if you will. And then, of course, at each of the independent living apartments, as well as personal care and skill care, there are actual worship services. And the services are done in a way that it is preaching the gospel, if you will. They're, they're Christian services, um, and they're really um, not, if you will, strong on any particular denomination. But yet we are obligated by our governance to be able to stay truthful to our mission. But your stained glass windows are gorgeous. They are really neat. <laughs> I, I, I always get to see the Cabot uh, location just because that's where I'm closest to. But those stained glass windows are just mesmerizing. They're wonderful. You know, there was a there was an artist in Saxonburg who really was commissioned for a majority of our buildings when we were building them in the 90s. And uh, she no longer is in this area. So we had uh, made an addition to our Rebecca Residence facility in Allison Park. And uh, we struggled to find another artist of the same caliber and the same quality of stained glass. We were able to do so, but it wasn't as easy. So, you know, the Butler community, if you will, lost a wonderful 
Christian artist who made some wonderful stained glass windows. Yes, and but left that behind. And we're a benefit memories. of that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, those chapels are just so nice and unique, and it just puts you... I mean, if you were not in that mindset before you walked in, it really puts you where... It certainly think... does. And it's important to keep in mind, too, here, that if a particular resident does not want to go to worship, they are not at all forced by the chaplaincy or any of the staff uh, within the facilities and pushing them in there and making them go ahead and hear something that they don't want to hear. If they do desire that, and that's an important part of their life, of course, we're there to help them out. And of course, some of the activities assistants can help wheel that resident if they're in personal care or skilled care. And of course, in independent living, they're independent, so they have the choice on their own to do so. And many of them uh, don't drive any longer. They have chosen to live in independent living, and by doing so, they are not at ease, if you will, um, getting back and forth from their congregation if they live far away. Uh, Some of the local churches, for instance, St. Luke Lutheran Church close to Cabot offers bus service to be able to get to that uh, place. But the services that are offered uh, are right within um, the actual facilities which help people out. Now explain this as well, because when you say it's a spiritual care program, what you were describing seems to be more of a counselor. Mm -hmm. Could an individual expect communion prayer, a sermon, or is it more of a counseling scenario? It's in, in this particular case here, it's more of a counseling scenario. Obviously, if a person has, uh, is, is homebound, has a very serious illness, potentially terminal, have acknowledged that they wish to partake in the sacrament of communion, uh, they can do so. If they are of a particular denomination faith, let's suppose they are of the Catholic faith and they are Uh, they are interested in having uh, the Eucharist done through the Catholic Church, then our spiritual care counselor will reach out to a local Catholic priest to be able to do that. So the sacraments can be provided either through our counselor or through those of a particular person's and faith. Did the, 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 does the clergy come through the visiting nurses or through Concordia, or is that just one in the same? No, actually, the spiritual care counselors are under the staff of Concordia visiting nurses, so they are under the same training that our clinicians have. They are under the same electronic medical records. They have laptops. But yet, from the governance perspective, I want to say governance because they're not a board, but under um, the the relationship our, of our entire organization, chaplaincy program. So we have a a head chaplain, many other chaplains and deaconesses, and they meet on a regular basis to talk about the needs of those within the facility as well as the needs of those in spiritual care. So there is a constant connection where they're able to share concerns under strict confidentiality to be able to help uh, the client or the resident, no matter who they are. I want to get your final thoughts in a moment, but if we are thinking that this would be something that we would like to have, or maybe mom and dad might mm-hmm. like to have, how do we get a hold of you, or how do we look this information up online? Basically, you can go to our Elder Pages website. There's a portion in there on spiritual care, and that, again, is Elder Pages Pittsburgh. You can put that into a search engine. Um, you can also contact us locally here at 724-352-6200. Ask to talk to our spiritual care counselor. Uh, but what's really important to understand here is that you need to be under the care of a home health care order by your physician. It's not something you can call up. There are wonderful congregations in and around our community that can provide you with wonderful spiritual care. If you are homebound and you are ill and you are under the orders given from a physician 
to be able to have home health care, this is just one way that we can provide help to you. And I love the fact that you had mentioned counseling because that puts it into a better perspective, I mm-hmm. think, for me. Because if you already have a pastor, I'm sure they'd come and visit you. It's just that this is more of a counseling scenario, which the pastor may do, I don't know, but it's just an, an added benefit if you get this through through Concordian, Concordian yeah, absolutely. Nurses. I mean, you know, sometimes you know you may be a regular worshiper at your own congregation, and you may not be there for a week or two. But during that week or two, your pastor or the staff at the congregation may not know that you've had a hospital stay right away. And if that is the case, there we have an obligation to contact your. Um, pastor, your priest, your religious leader to let them know that um, you were in the hospital, you were under our care here, and uh, they have requested that they want to visit. And at that point, they're the the fellowship, if you will, of faithful people within our community immediately come and visit them. And they're grateful for the fact that somebody has at least been able to take care of them until that visit is done by the pastor, priest, or other religious leaders. So, Dino, very quickly, a recap of what we've talked about today. Sure. Our spiritual care program is very unique to us at Concordia Visiting Nurses. As a matter of fact, it's very unique throughout the nation. There's not very many home health care agencies that do this, let alone not very many home health care agencies of faith doing this. And of course, you have to have an order uh, for home health care in order to see a spiritual care counselor. But if any of the listeners out there are under Concordia Visiting Nurses Care or If you're in the hospital and your doctor says, you know, we're going to go ahead and prescribe home health care, and you choose Concordia Visiting Nurses, you can certainly talk to your start of care nurse and say, you know, I I would like to have a visit from a spiritual care counselor just to share my concerns and feelings. Uh, It is not a service that you can simply call up and say, you know, I think I need a little God today. Why don't you come and visit? There's other wonderful congregations that you can do so within this community. What's the response been like from those who have participated in this? It's actually growing. It isn't growing leaps and bounds because it's different in the sense to say, hmm, I've never heard of this before here, but what we have seen in recent months here is about a 113% increase from originally. Now, of course, the connection has to be threefold. It has to be the start of care nurse or the clinician to be able to go ahead and ask a client, are you in need of spiritual care? Number two, we need to get the physician's order, which typically we do. And then at that point there, the spiritual care counselor comes in. So there's a variety of touch points that if they're not done, a spiritual care doesn't visit. But they are growing, and my role here today is just simply to expand that great news and let the folks out there know that we do offer a spiritual care program. Yeah, it's key for us to know about it. And it is. Thank you very much for sharing it. You're today. welcome. Well, Dino, Dino Capistrani from Concordia Visiting Nurses in uh, Concordia. He always talks about Concordia itself so we can just attach you to both if that's okay. It certainly is. And just before we go, I just want to remind everyone that we are focused on the spiritual care aspect of Concordia, Concordia Visiting Nurses. So at any time, you're more than welcome to contact Concordia and get more information about this particular program. You do need a doctor's script. That's the key in order to participate in this particular program. If you would like more information about Concordia, even if you would just like to see a visit to see what it's like to live on on campus, you're more than welcome to do that. Dino, I know you're often expanding, so you're always looking for people to hire. We're always looking for great clinicians to take care of great people. So if you're interested, contact our main number, which is 724 352 
1571 and ask for the service line that you're interested in. Dino Capistrani, thank you so much. Thank you, Tracy. And folks, again, thank you very much for joining us for this segment of Let's Talk. Again, if you would like to hear this segment again, it's with Concordia Lutheran Ministries or Concordia Visiting Nurses, whichever you'd like to uh, look up there. A spiritual care program is what you'll be looking up. We are going to revisit this particular segment here in a couple of weeks, but uh, we'll cover more when we do that. But it's all on WISR 680 AM. I'm Tracy Morgan. The information and opinions shared on this program are solely those of our guests and do not necessarily represent those of WISR, the Butler County Radio Network, or its staff and employees.